friends. Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast, your podcast for IT business support. If you are a managed service provider, an IT professional, or you provide any type of network support to businesses, this podcast is for you. We try to share product stories and tips, helping you to run your business better, smarter, and faster. This show is presented by NetAlly, the number one ally for network professionals when you need to troubleshoot, diagnose, and design wired and wireless networks. So this is the live Wednesday show. If you are watching the video, thank you for joining us. If you are listening later to the audio, you should come watch the live show. I have with me two people that I think, well, hopefully we can keep them on track, but I've got Diana Giles and Kristen Pittman here with me tonight. Ladies, how are we? Really good. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. (laughs) And you, well, you know what it's like with the two of us together. Yeah, I I know. That's why I'm giving us a lot of leeway here, a lot of runway uh, to tackle this topic. So tonight we're going to talk about the power of partnerships and listeners out there. This is one of those things where I've asked you guys for ideas and topics and things. And tonight is going to be an example of you guys actually came to me with a topic and said, hey, can we do a show about this? And I said, sure. So we'll see how it goes. All right, we'll be good. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to give you that little that little end to say, yep, well, we've we got to step on each other, you know. Like. All right. Well, before we get into that, let me ask you this: Have you guys gotten your emails from protection companies asking if you've heard about the rack space incident? No, I I haven't really uh, gotten too many. I don't work with Rockspace. Uh, and I'm trying to think of any, I haven't gotten any, like I have with some of the other, uh, incidents out there. Okay. Well, I've gotten a bunch of people saying, have you heard of the Rackspace incident? And by the way, we can sell you email protection because that's what took Rackspace down. So I just wondered if everybody was starting to get all of these sales calls now that, uh, we've had a major incident with Rackspace. Kristen, do you know what we're even talking about? Yeah. I do. I do. Uh, One of my developers actually brought it up to me uh, yesterday and said, hey, were you aware of this? And I said, no, I I wasn't. And so I went and researched it. But um, yeah, I haven't heard any aside from that. I I haven't seen any news about it. Um, I don't know if it's if it's just really a kind of swept under the carpet hush hush thing or not. But no, I I haven't. I haven't I haven't heard, heard a lot about it. Well, I'm, I've just seen it in the Facebook groups and things like that. Yeah, stuff has trickled out. I mean, stuff started last week with them. And apparently, obviously, it's not all of Rackspace. It's just their hosted exchange, which, of course, most of the world isn't on hosted exchange, you know, whether you're on 365 or, or some other platform. Uh, but they did announce earlier this week that it actually was a ransomware incident that uh, came in through email. I don't, I didn't look too further for the details because like you said, Diana, I'm not on Rackspace, but it is something to take note of because everybody, you know, talks about the cloud and talks about the bigger companies and when they go down, they're down. I mean, and we have nothing to do with it. So luckily none of the big boys like Microsoft has gone down with a hard crash recently, but they've had it too. Yeah. I mean, you, nobody can say it'll never happen, right? We just can do right. what we can to to prevent it and, and to have things in place in case something does happen. Right. Now, in other- And actually, Diana and I were talking about that today, the fact that if, if Azure goes down, they do have the redundancy that, you know, the colo, another colo can pick up. But, you know, it's, it's only as good as the backbone. Yeah. Now- did you guys pay extra for that redundancy or are you using the built-in redundancy with the Azure? Built-in redundancy. Okay. All right. So in other news, one of my clients that I don't know what the correct term is. They partnered with a company, which is what I was told originally come to find out later that they were merging with this company Come to find out that wasn't true. They're actually being absorbed by another company. So it is a medical office. 
And I won't use the name just yet, but I'm going to at some point. So the company that is taking over my company got hit with a cybersecurity event back in 21, and they just settled for $3.75 million. Wow. (laughs) Big number. But yet they're going to come down to (laughs) my office and ask me all the stuff I have in place when I said, well, tell me what you have in place. And uh, if you're going to take over my client, have fun. So that's been interesting. And then, of course, the the guy showed up today unannounced from – so first of all, this company is based in Wisconsin. And so they they have over 190 of these offices that they've taken over the years. So Wisconsin is you know pretty far away from Fort Lauderdale just to show up. So you would think that somebody would have told me, oh, yeah, IT from Wisconsin is going to be here. But no, what they did was they came – And he basically tried to ask everybody in the office any question he could about IT instead of calling me to ask me. Because all the people did was call me anyway and say, uh, Yeah, they're not going to know. But it was interesting. And finally, the one uh, office manager said to him, Well, if you don't want to call him, why don't you just unplug something? Because he'll call you. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, or try to add a new device to the network. (laughs) Right. Yeah, (laughs) that is uh, that was my news for today. So tell me outside of what we're going to talk about uh, tonight with partnering, how uh, how is business going with both of you guys? And so that you don't step each other, I'm going to ask Kristen first. How's business? Business is good. We are we are good Um, seeing still seeing a lot of people. So I guess for for everyone out there, um, I am not an MSP. Uh, my company is a custom application software development company. We do SharePoint D365. So still seeing a lot of um, clients moving over to SharePoint, um, using SharePoint for everything that they they do, the collaboration aspect of it, all of, all of that stuff. So business is good. The one thing that I learned this week, um, we do all of our billings monthly and we bill out so December's bills are for January service to make sure we're paid before we actually do any type of service. But we had one client where we were giving them um, hours per year and they were paying quarterly and they filed for bankruptcy. And now we are out thousands of dollars and it's, it was a real eye opener. So it's it, we were looking now at how we're going to do that type of billing, probably take that completely off the, the table any longer. It's now still going to be a, you, you pay up front and then and then you get the services. So I would say today, Diana, we've had clients who some, you know, not everyone's clients are the best clients. We've had clients where the FBI has come to us and said, you know, we, we need application and or we've had the SEC come down. Those were a cakewalk compared to bankruptcy. Bankruptcy is a whole nother beast and we're learning a lot and I'm not a fan. So that's been my my pain. This week, which type of bankruptcy was it? Chapter 11, 11. which I thought would be easier. <laughs> I thought that was easier somehow. Yeah, Apparently not. Maybe not. Wow. <laughs> now, did they pay anything up front? Um, they paid, uh, they paid about half. Half. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So and, live and live and learn. Yeah. You know, for 24 years, live and learn. Was it a Florida company? Uh, no, no, it's not. <laughs> okay. All right, Giles, how's how's business with you? It's good. It's it's uh, busy, but more internally, I've been making some changes to some things, and so uh, I'm sorry. You know. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. Was that oh, a- oh my phone? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, it wasn't on my end. I don't know. Like, who's bringing their cat to the podcast? <laughs> okay, yeah. I, uh, let me let me turn it off. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just you know, this this time of year is typically for uh, yeah. you know people aren't uh, working maybe as hard. I don't know. They just you know haven't had as many issues and things like that. Um, so I've been taking the time to to do some internal things. Uh, Updating my documentation platform. I'm moving to a new documentation platform, and and that's a lot of work and getting that going. And so, and then of course, you know, the project that we're going to talk about today, um, you know, 
it has been taking quite a bit of my time also uh, just because it's, it's more, there's a lot more involved than just what uh, Kristen's company is involved in. And uh, then I also made a switch with my help desk um, recently too. So that's something else that's new. Okay. So you did make that move. We talked about that before. I did. I did. Yes. And with documentation, uh, are you willing to say who you're moving from and who you're moving to? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'm moving from OneNote, <laughs> which, hey, okay. I love OneNote, and Nigel Moore loves OneNote, so there's nothing wrong with OneNote. Okay. Um, but I'm moving to Hoodoo just because I need something that, you know, um, my help desk people and others can get access to. Just it's more or, more um, formal, you know, a more formal platform rather than like, well, I think I'll put this here. Yeah. Kind of All right. So and did, now did you look at IT Glue? Um, a year or two ago, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, well, Rob already left, so I'm not looking at anything that old. That's so. right. <laughs> and, oh, so I, I do, I so here's an update for listeners that have, kept up and for people I've talked with privately. So I've been reaching out to Rob Ray on a regular basis to ask him when he gets ready to announce where he's going to end up or work next, come on this show and make that announcement. So at first Rob, there you go. so at first Rob was, you know, not responding, whatever he did respond to me. We got a message and he said that he's still alive and still a free agent. So no news yet, but if anybody is talking to Rob, sees Rob, whatever, Rob, when you get ready to make that announcement, come see your uncle Marv and let's do that. Let's do that here. And part of the reason is Rob, Rob's the big whale in the industry. So he's been, he's been this close to being on my podcast twice before. And I'm like, I, I gotta get him. And he was, he was scheduled to come on, uh, before his leave. But then, you know, I think he didn't want to ah. spill the beans or anything like that. So, Rob, if you're listening, and I know you are, <laughs> when you're ready, come on. So, interesting, Ryan Weeks also left, Datto. Yeah. So, yeah. of course, Who's that means next? that they're calling me now every every other day. My new rep. Oh, Datto? Yep, my new rep. Oh, Datto is? Yep. They're all yeah, calling me I- get several emails a day from them. Yep. So I got that call. Now, a little later, I should probably do a disclosure. There may be some weeping and gnashing and cursing today because I've got some vendor stories I'm going to talk about, but I'm going to try to save that for later. I always love them. I thought between us, I was like, we're not that bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I was trying to figure out if I was in a lead with that, but I'm like, no, we've got to... We want some good karma going into the show. We can do all the bad stuff going out. So uh, let's do this. Let us, let me see. Oh, big announcement. Are you ready? Giles, you need okay. to, you need to mark down December 21st. So okay. t- two weeks from tonight, the IT business podcast holiday show. Ooh. <laughs> that is going to be the show, and it's going to be a big deal. And I'm not invited. I feel so slighted. Well, I said it to Giles because she was at last year's, and then she sent me that Christmas jingle thing uh, with the lights. Is that your house? I haven't looked at it yet. Yes. Yeah, that's one of four that are going on on our house right now. One of four? Are you going to do four separate videos? No, my, my husband does four songs. He he does a new um, light show every year, and he creates four new songs. Oh, so wow. It lasts like 17 minutes. Oh, so okay. I just sent oh, you my goodness. so you could see it. All right. So let me get this set up here. I, of course, I didn't set it up because crazy here. So I am going to – is this it? Yes. So I'm going to share this screen here only because for those that are watching, you can, you can follow along visually for those that are listening, itbusiness.com. I'm sorry, itbusinesspodcast.com is the website where you're going to go. And today, 
I have added in the tabs up top a 2022 holiday poll. So if you click on that, it is going to bring up the IT Business Podcast 2022 year-end survey. I did this last year, and we had a nice little party. And this year, we're going to do it. And, of course, I'm going to ask for some feedback on the show. But we're doing something special this year. We are going to create some categories for winners of the podcast. I don't know exactly what I'm going to call them, but I'm working on it. But I wanted to get this up and give people ample opportunity to go to the website and sign in and you're going to vote for your best podcast. So basically which episode of the podcast you either enjoyed or received the most benefit from or related to something of that sort. And you're going to vote for best guest. And the winners of those are going to get a very special prize from Uncle Marv. And then of course I'm going to ask for this all this other stuff about, you know, hey, what's good about the show? What's bad about the show? And if you fill out that survey, you're going to be entered into the IT Business Podcast raffle, which there will be at least some multiple prizes. I know that there is at least two Amazon gift cards, and they will be substantial. They're not going to be these little $10, $20 gift cards. They're going to be substantial gift cards. So it the poll is open. So itbusinesspodcast.com, click on the 2022 holiday poll tab, and that will bring you to the survey. And then mark your calendar for December 21st for the holiday podcast show. All right. Sound pretty excited, girls? Yes. Very excited. I'm just wondering how many categories the Millers are going to (laughs) win. None. They always win all the prizes. Well, well, I'm just thinking since since I'm in you know software development, how can I hack in the system there and you know change the voting? <laughs> That's kind of where I'm going. So, but you know, listen, Herschel Walker couldn't do it. So, <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right, let's. Uh, oh goodness. Let's do this. Let me get the. Uh, Thank you to our sponsors and stuff out of the way, and then we'll come back with our topic. You're listening to the IT Business Podcast, the podcast for every IT professional. IT Business Podcast is presented by NetAlly, the number one ally of network professionals everywhere. Live stream funded by Computers Done Right. And thank you to our partners, Tom Bull, Kyle Kenyon, Clark Stockdale, and Synchro. All right, and we are back, and the concept title of this show is The Power of Partnerships. Now, I know that most of us will probably think of partnerships as partnering with a vendor or partnering with another MSP when we don't have services that they provide. In this case, though, it's almost there. It's MSP partnering with because you're not really a vendor either, Kristen, are you? No. No, basically a B2B, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. So Diana Giles from Skyline IT Management, Kristen Pittman from Solutions. Who wants to start off by telling us how we got here and what the partnership is? Well, uh, you want to start, Kristen, with how we met? or? Sure. Okay. So... Um, last October at the ASCII Orlando show, um, it was my first show I was going to, and I was a new ASCII member and I walked in the room and I mean, as you can tell, I'm very introverted and very scared of people. So, um, I was looking around and I saw this table that looked like it was fun. People were laughing, having a good time. So I sat down and lo and behold, it's Diana and Marv and we all start talking and we start you know, discussing what's going on in, in our businesses, our lives. We enjoyed dinner together that evening, and we just had a really good time, really good camaraderie and everything. And that just kept kept going. Um, for all, over a year now, we've kept in touch, um, discussed different things, sometimes share different business stuff. So that's how we initially first met each other. And then, Diana, you can pick up where, what, where it happened this summer. Okay. Yeah. 
So uh, I had a, a prospect and we were discussing, uh, you know, Skyline providing their IT needs. Uh, they were, you know, there's always a reason like why somebody's going to leave who they're with, right? And so, you know, we were discussing that and they basically for quite some time had wanted to move from a server uh, and this is for where their data was and also an application that was a custom app built in-house, I want to say like 12 years ago, I may be wrong on that number, but um, quite a while back. Uh, and they'd just been told no constantly by, I don't know how many people that they had talked to about and including their current provider. And so when uh, the opportunity to talk to me came up, that was one of the things we discussed. And, you know, I said, well, I, you know, I don't do that, but I know someone who does. And uh, so, you know, what I told him was basically, yeah, that's possible. I mean, what you're wanting to do can be done. Uh, and so, you know, just because of the way that Solutions works, they actually partner directly with my client. So, um, you know, like for cabling and things like that, my cabling or either more like a subcontractor, this is not that kind of a situation, but I basically kind of connected Solutions with my client and, you know, they keep me in the in the loop, of course, and kind of um, seeing the project through. But we are nearing the end. Uh, the, we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel now for the app portion, the portion that Solutions is is really doing the heavy, literally the lifting um, to the cloud. And so, we're it's it's been great. Now, let me ask yeah, this we, uh, real quick because Giles, is this the situation where you had started asking people, "Hey, does anybody know who does this?" And I had to remind you. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't remember that? <laughs> I don't think so. I, no, I really don't think so. I think there was something else. Okay. All right. Was it? I don't know. Maybe. I can't swear to it. I don't know. All, all I know is that, you know, there's many times that I'm helping you bring people together, and I, I don't think I'm getting the credit here. <laughs> I thought that was another It, um, it might have been. Or something. It yeah. might have been. It's okay. Maybe. All right, Kristen, you were going to. I, I just, I just remember Diana. I, I think it was an email. Um, it was in August. I know specifically that's when it was. It was in August, middle of August, and she emailed me, and I think she said, "Hey, can you give me a call? I have a question for you." And so we discussed it, and she said, hey, "You know, my client has this on-prem server. They need to move it to Azure. Can you help?" And I said, "Yeah, absolutely, we can." And so that's where that's where it started, and we've been. Um, We've been working on this project since about September 1st. Um, we do keep Diana in the loop with, with everything that's that's going on with the project. Um, there's been some gotchas along the way, but we, you know, we, like Pac-Man, you know, we gobble it up along the way as we're going and we're, yeah, we're, we're the, the light is, the light at the end of the tunnel is there. We can, we can see it. We're almost done. All right. Now, Giles, when you were talking to this prospect, did you know right away that this was a project that you were going to need some assistance on and, and could reach out to Kristen? Uh, yes. I mean, when they told me what they were wanting to do, you know, I wasn't worried about the Microsoft 365 part, you know, getting them into the cloud that way on that part of it. But with the app, yes. I mean, I knew that that's not, you know, I'm not a developer and I don't you know, do that. Uh, and I haven't had another client that's needed that kind of, development, you know, moving it to, um, that, that, that type of an app and moving it into that situation into Azure. Um, but I was more than happy to do it. And, you know, uh, I knew it could be done. I just knew that we'd have to find the right people. Right. And this was a custom app. So is it like a database, uh, management program? I mean, what exactly without, you know, divulging the customer information or anything like that? What type of, of program are we talking about? So it's a PHP, that's a, it's a PHP front end with a MySQL back end. And it was running on an on-prem server, um, on-premise in, inside their office. So what we did is we went to Azure. Um, Diana is right. It is about a 12-year-old application and it's running on legacy PHP MySQL so what we did is we went to Azure and we found um, a system as close as as we could to what they currently have 
because of the fact that we don't want to we don't want to disrupt everything that's going on there because that's just going to cause issues and problems. Um, unfortunately, it's not a pretty just pick it up and you know copy paste or anything like that. There's been scripts need to be changed. There's been some indexing needs to be done in the database. But like I said, those are the little things that we've that we've worked through as we're doing it. And one thing I'll call out is this was not even Diana's client when they approached her. So it was, hey, if you can, you know, can you help us do this? You know, we, we could possibly also use your MSP services. So really excited and happy. We've had that a few times where we've come in and helped our MSP partner and they then secured the client. Yes. Yeah. Good point. I mean, because that was kind of, you know, they were wanting to find someone they could work with that was going to listen to them and really kind of, you know, uh, champion what they were wanting to do. And so um, I think that, you know, it definitely, I mean, I could have, you know, put them in touch with Kristen and they could have, you know, just gone with her and stayed with their current provider. But I think that was never, I mean, they were kind of already deciding that they were wanting to leave their current provider because um, they just weren't, there were, you know, there were some other things they were not happy with maybe, but um, it, it definitely helped me secure them as a client. So what approach did you guys take with the project in terms of getting the customer? So I'm thinking of, did you present to them like a single proposal together or did you both come in individually? We both came in individually. Okay. We, we started off with, with meetings and learning exactly what, what they needed and being a, a, a group together. I mean, they knew that we were both separate companies, but they knew that, Diana and I work together and that this is how we were going to do it. So they have separate proposals with both of us, but they know that they can rely on, on all of us together. And I mean, I, um, I don't want this to sound wrong, but I didn't have to work really hard to get them as a client because they had somebody that was listening to them and that was, you know, like, yes, we can do that. And I think, you know, they knew I had the credentials to say that. But um, I think they were just happy to have somebody who understood what they wanted to do and was, you know, happy to help them do it. All right. So devil's advocate, why not go to them and say, yeah, I can do that and have Kristen and her company work through you and do it that way? Was there a consideration for that? And, And I'm saying that because that's what most MSPs would do. Well, um. I don't know. I mean, we, we kind of, I just asked Kristen how they normally did things and she just explained that that's the way they did it. Now, when we first talked about the contract, um, I kind of felt bad because she kind of had to redo the the contract at first. I was thinking of it like I do with my cabling people on that kind of thing where, um, I would actually build them so that, so that my, so the contract would actually be with me. But once I took a look at that, I just, called her and I said, I don't know if this is the way we ought to go. And she said, well, this is actually the, the other way, like what they're, what the way we're doing it is how they normally do it. They normally bill directly to, uh, you know, the client that they're working with. And so, and that ended up being the better way. So. Yeah. Kristen, I have to imagine and that what- from your perspective, that has to be a cleaner way to do it because there's stuff that you're doing that has nothing to do with the MSP, right? Correct. And they're, Whisper Down the Alley is is the devil's advocate in this. Um, you know, we've, we've been in business 24 years, growing pains, learn different things, but we have to talk to the client and understand specifically what the client wants and needs. Um, initially, Diana said, you know, can, you have, can we have a contract with her? And I said, we can, we can bill through you if that's the way you want to do it, but we need to talk to the client. We have to have those conversations. There, there can't be, you know, you, they tell you, you tell us and stuff. And I think then that's when she said, you know what, just, just do it. Go, you know, go have it, have it between you and them and solutions. And we'll just go that way. And like I said, again, Diana's involved in the, in the project management application. She, she sees what's happening, all the emails that go back and forth, the meetings that we have, we include, we include our MSP partners in that because you're going to be our champion. We're going to be your champion. We all need to be on the same page. And it's really, this is a better way for my client because let's say they do become, you know, disenchanted with Skyline and they want to move on. I mean, they still need to have their relationship with Solutions the way that this is, you know, 
it's it's a complex app and you know there's going to be some future development on it probably um to to kind of bring it to modern standards this is sort of phase one uh, just getting it in the cloud and so it's really better for them that they have that direct relationship with solutions right. and vice versa mm-hmm. so were there any stepping stones in the beginning that you guys had to work through with the client in terms of understanding separation of church and state in a sense? I don't think so. I think they were very open in the beginning and just wanted, wanted the reassurance that it could be done and that, that we could handle it. Yeah. And you know how things are, I mean, everybody wants it done tomorrow kind of thing. I mean, they've been very anxious for this for quite a while. And so, um, but they also understood it's very complex and we've, uh, you know, we just kept the lines of communication open besides email. We have like a base camp thing going um, just to, to minimize some of that back and forth. Although uh, everybody kind of tends to just go back to email, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I figured Kristen was probably a little frustrated. Like, Hey, what about base camp? Let's let's do that. I tried. To, I tried to keep yeah. everybody in base camp, but yeah. then yeah, all of a sudden you get yeah the rogue the rogue email, and I'm like, let's go back to base camp. So <laughs> is, is base camp what you use internally, Kristen? So we use that for all of our clients. Yeah, we use base camp for all our projects. It's a project management system, and that way we can list out tasks. Um, we can list out to-dos, there's a calendar associated with it. So as we were moving this application, like I said, there were some um, scripting nuances that we ran into. And we had the client testing as we were going along. So what we did is we listed in there all of the issues that we were seeing. And then as we were correcting them, having people test and go back. So that's what we use for all of our clients for our projects. So... I'm asking this, this is a personal question now because we have a client that's, um, we're going to be taking on that's using monday.com. A CRM. Yeah. But so how much, I mean, but they're using it as their CRM slash project management. So do you know, do you have a comparison between the two where you can say Basecamp's better or have you not looked at uh, monday.com? Not looked at monday.com. Um, I personal, we've been using Basecamp now for probably, oh gosh, almost 10 years. Um, I just really like the, like the, the design, the layout, the ease of use. Um, I just, I, I like, you can go back. I had a client um, about two, three weeks ago. Hey, you know, we're seeing this issue. You know, how do we correct it? And then I just went to Basecamp and typed in a few keywords and the old um, ticket kind of came up there. The issue came up and I said, Oh, okay, here we go. And followed all through it and said, yep, this is, this is what happened. This is how we handled it. So right. I just like base camp. Okay. That was just a sidebar for me. Yeah. All right. So back to, you can do that. It's my show. All right. So back to the project. So what are some things that you, either of you like thought of it said, Oh, we need to, you know, mark this down, remember this, or this will be something good to remember for future, anything like that that's popping out, or you just want to share the story? With the partnership or with the project? I don't know, either. Pick the one. Project, we got, we've got, we've got, I think we've got a list with the project. Okay. <laughs> um, Let's start with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, you know, for instance, we have to have code freezes. We can't have anybody doing anything. When you, when you migrate an application like that, you're migrating the front end and the database, and you're making sure that everything functions as it should. And the front end, um, once changes are made there, it's made there. Now, the database obviously is still being used uh, on-prem. Now we're getting ready to go live, so we're going to move that database again. Any changes to that database is going to cause issues. So we had to really, you know, say code freeze. There can't be any any changes that can, that can happen. Um, there are some parts of the system that they they um are, are using in kind of a roundabout way so i think we decide we're going to go sharepoint route with that with document storage yes yes Diana, mm-hmm. yeah we're going to yeah. go sh- and the obdc stuff for the 
you know, that they, they're going to kind of replace what they were doing with access for, they, they use those same tables that are in the app, um, that database yeah. to do some other queries. And so that was an issue that kind of came up um, as we were moving through, you know, uh, it wasn't just their app. They also relied on those tables from some access queries. Yeah. So we had to work through that. Yep. So yep. I imagine that there had to be a ton of discovery in the beginning. So how yeah. deep did that discovery go and how did you provide the customer with expectations on how big of a process it would be? Um, the, the discovery that we started out with was relatively minor because of the fact you don't, the, the, the discovery we did in the beginning was, okay, what database are we using? What front end are we using? What versions are we using? What are the extra add-ons, like we said, the access, all of that kind of stuff. Um, it was very, it wasn't a deep dive into that. The deeper dive came when we started actually moving stuff and they started testing in Azure and we started seeing that um, this code was broke because there were references that are hard-coded and it wasn't, it wasn't dynamic. So then we had to go in and make those changes and stuff like that or a specific IP address. So then initially in the beginning, it was more just learning specifically what they were using. And as we went along, we really did the deep dive and started to do anything. And like Diana said, we had the conversation about the access and, you know, documents. And now we're going to SharePoint, ODBC connectors and, and all kinds of stuff like that. Okay. All right. So code freeze, meaning that there's, I mean, that sounds to me like we're talking about a cutover date where, you know, you've got to stop working in the old system and then we've, migrate everything over to the new system. How long is that going to take? Uh, we're talking about doing the migration next weekend. Okay. So over a weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, starting on Friday afternoon. Okay. Do they normally not work weekends? Not really. They kind of don't, don't even work too much on Friday afternoon. Okay. Seems. So it's not a law firm then. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> But this is a oh, priority sorry, for we, them. They would be more than happy to oh, stay yeah. off of it for a weekend if it gets them where they want to go. So, yeah, that's fine. I think if we told them tomorrow, they'd stop working in it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they rely on this heavily. I mean, they spend, you know, the majority of their staff spends a huge amount of time in this database I guess, or app. And a nice... Uh, but it's both it's front end app <laughs> database, but I think I think one of the nice things is the original developer is available to us. Um, yes. We we don't always have that luxury, oh. so the original oh. developer is yeah he is available to answer questions and to to guide different things. So that's been extremely helpful. There there's obviously been projects where we've done where the developer refuses to talk to us and or is just not available for whatever reason. Okay, so let me ask this question because. A lot of times, you know, the developer can't be found or the company's out of business. And that's why people have these issues with, with migrating. So in this case, if the developer's around, what is preventing the developer from doing upgrades or making this work for them now, as opposed to 12 years ago? Well, (laughs) yeah, he was an, he was a former employee who just, did this. This is one of those things that just kind of grew organically. Oh, I can do this. Oh, I can do this. Oh, I can do this. And he, and he did, he, I mean, with what he had, you know, he did a a great functioning. It's functional. functioning great for them. They've been using it all this time, but it didn't grow. It didn't um, not grow, but advance with technology as far as versions and, and things like that. And I'm not sure that, he would have been able to lift it to the, you know, Azure instance. Okay. So. That makes sense. Yeah. All and right. He's been very, very, very helpful. Good. Extremely. All right. Yeah. So code freeze. What's next? Next is, um, is the migration is moving, is moving the, um, everything's over in Azure right now. It's running. Um, they, you know, they've been testing it. So next weekend it's taking the, the database and moving a copy over there again. And then saying, okay, from now on, you're, you're running it in Azure. You're no longer running on-prem and shutting, shutting down that server. Yeah, after I moved the other data. <laughs> well, yeah, after yeah. Diana moved a lot of data. A lot. 
a lot. <laughs> so is this something where I'm imagining that you, you did a database move and not only did you have to clean up stuff in the Azure side, but did you have to go back and clean up the existing database in order to make it there migrate were, smoother? Yeah. Not clean up, but uh, not clean up, but there were some queries that needed to be rewritten, some indexing that needed to be done. Um, some things that the way they were written are no longer um, used. Um, you know, 12 years ago, it was a, a practice, but it's no longer best practice today. So there was a lot of that need to be done on the front end, on the, the actual coding that you that um, runs the front end of the application. Ran into a lot of that same kind of things where, you know, like I said, you were referencing an IP address, um, not an address. And we need to go in and find out where that was. And so it was there was, um, like I said, little little issues here and there. They they would go in and, and test. We had them keep testing, running the application, see if it was working. If we find something, we'd go in, you know, figure it out, make changes, do all that kind of stuff. So it's 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 normal. You it, you see that all the time when you're taking an application that is that's a legacy application and moving it over. All right. So code freeze database is moving next weekend. What else? Uh, we hope to partner on more projects. That's right. <laughs> Definitely. All right. So <laughs> and, I have well, a. And speaking of, you know, I'm like, I asked Kristen uh, to make sure that, because I, I'm obviously aware of what they can do in this case. And, and, you know, I can go to their website and look around too. But, you know, I just said, make sure, you, you know, I have a good understanding of everything that you guys can do for me so that I know when a project comes up or an opportunity comes up that I know, oh, I need to need to get with Kristen's group. Well, let's go back to that, which we probably should have talked more of in the beginning because meeting somebody at an ASCII event, usually it's just kind of a card swap and yeah, it may end up there in this case. Now, granted, Kristen came to a great table. Let me just say that. So (laughs) the best table, table you lucked into meeting us, but what was it? What was it that kept everything going so that you could be in a position to find each other and partner a year later? I, um, so we're members of ASCII, obviously, and I follow the thread all day long and see the different things that are coming up. And our model is we are not, so I'll I'll quickly give the the backstory. Um, We started in 1999 uh, as a custom application software development company. And we were introduced to Gary Pika at DDS. Um, For you to know, Gary, Gary went to True Methods. Gary then sold to Kaseya. I actually called Gary today and I said, Gary, I'm doing a podcast. Are you okay if I if I tell a story? He said, go for it, Kristen. He said, I'm flattered. So, all right. So working with, with um, DDS, Gary said, you are, you're my development company. And we worked with him. And when he went to MindShift, we initially came along with them. And he said, this is the model you need to follow. Um, you don't do what MSPs do. MSPs don't do what you do. Perfect partnership. That's what you need to do. So that's what we've been doing for 24 years. So for years, different MSP partners have said to me, are you part of ASCII? You're part of ASCII. And no, 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 no. And finally, one day I said, why are we not part of ASCII? Maybe I should check this out. So I did talk to Jerry, got the whole information and thought, oh, okay, sounds like a good idea. So joined ASCII because it's, it's, a, it's a perfect referral form for us. It, it works. So no, we're not an MSP. We don't do anything that MSPs do. Um, I will. I I understand the the IT environment. I understand the MSP world. Um, sat through all the meetings, maybe yawned a little bit because it's just not 100% <laughs> what I do. But there is a lot of good information there, and obviously a lot of great people. So, like I said, I think for the past year we've we've kept you know we've kept in touch a little bit little by little. Um, Diana and I kind of sidebarred on some things. Um, yeah. Outside of yeah, outside of this, so we, we've we, kept that. Yeah. We've kept that communication. Same, yeah, we've been to some of the same meetings. You know how you show up in a Zoom call, Zoom meetings. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, Giles, you, you may want to just sit for a second. I'm going to ask Kristen okay. a couple of questions. 
So, Tristan, <laughs> so I know I had you on a on a quick podcast before. We haven't had that full podcast, yeah. but in terms of the fact that you, you know, did not necessarily associate with MSPs in the beginning, so I have to assume that a lot of your business just came direct to companies, right? So we started like the MSP model within like 2000, 2001. So really it's been so w- um, the MSPs referring us to their clients. So when you say the MSP model, so you actually sought out MSPs back then to Correct. part, to partner with. Yep. Okay. Correct. Cause you made it sound like yeah. no yeah. MSPs were a new thing and that's why you were being asked about ASCII. So you reached out to MSPs back in 2000. Yeah, Gary. Yeah, Gary is the one who said to us, hey, you need to start, you know, that's your model, partner with MSPs and go that route. Um, so, yeah, about 2000 is when we we started that. Um, always have done the MSP MSP model, but it was my MSP, a couple of my MSP partners had said to me, why are you not part of ASCII? Do you know about ASCII? You should join ASCII. Okay. And I said, okay, yeah, I guess. I don't know why not. All right. And it took you till 2021 do that yes yeah yeah all right slow learner what can i say well you know tampa you know being on the west coast things are a little slower over there they are but don't forget i'm a philly girl so let's not don't go there we're not going there tonight (laughs) (laughs) all right so giles how did you find it I, i assume that this was a little bit out of water for you to, to do this type of partnership. Like you said, you know, partnering with a cable person is one thing, but partnering with somebody who's, you know, taking over a huge chunk of a client's business. I mean, it had to be a little different, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but I mean, you know, really it was, uh, it was a good different, I mean, it, it, it took a lot of pressure off of me, you know, for, uh, I think, you know, sometimes we, we struggle, and I'm sure some people struggle more than others with um, maybe letting your ego get in there about what you know and what you don't know. And I think we can all do well to know what we don't know. And we serve our clients well when we we know that and we put them in the right, you know, yeah. we get people to help them or help us sometimes. That's, you know, it may be a situation where we're just partnering direct with someone, but um we're really serving our clients better when we do it that way, rather than trying to take on something that we um, maybe can only muddle through and do, you know, um, in a less than excellent way. Uh, or in this case, I would have just had to say no, because I, I don't have what it takes to do what they're doing. Right. So. Well, I will say this. So one of the benefits of being in a group like ASCII, uh, I'm also going to mention the MSP Unplugged community. Uh, yes. With Paco and Rick, uh, there are some others Facebook groups out there that are pretty active, but those are the two, at least right now, that are the most active in terms of people being open to talking with each other, partnering with each other. So that environment where you know there's some freedom to be okay with asking for help is is crucial, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It's gotten, it's not like it was, you know, 20 years ago. I mean, you just, it's, you just can't know it all, you know, uh, especially with the introduction of all the cloud technology and just the, the technology has become a huge umbrella. Yeah. And so, it, you know, we just, we just can't know it all or be excellent at it all. And so we have to know what we're really good at and know how to get the people involved that we need to when we're, you know, in something that we're not. Right. Now, Kristen, you mentioned. And I'll say that. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, because I was going to go on a different track. So you say your thing. Well, quickly, we've we've partnered now with probably three or four other MSPs through ASCII, kind of the same way with Diana. And everybody has. I, I can't say anything bad about any of our MSP partners because they're all willing, eager. Hey, here's the client. How can you help them? And, and we're helping the MSP in the same respect. So it's, it's always been a great experience. All right. So what I was going to ask was along those lines, now that you've done this, you know, for years, but then you've done a few with the ASCII, how do you kind of track and reevaluate the process? 
on how you're working with MSPs? Um, I, we, we, we learn every day. We learn a little, a little more and a little different. We did learn that we don't allow third party. Um, it has to be a direct conversation with us and the, and the client more than happy to always have the MSP involved. Um, we've met some potential MSP partners who are looking for, um, a little more accessibility, I'm going to say, and, and happy to, uh, to accommodate there. There's been little things that have come up and every day I think we're learning and, and looking at different things, but it's still the core of, we want to solve that client's needs and issues. Um, we have to be the ones that are communicating with them and we need to make sure that we have the MSP support that we can, we can accommodate that. We're, we're partners. I mean, we really are partners. If, if something is happening within the company, I need to feel that I can call the MSP and say, Hey, want to let you know X, Y, Z. And I want them to feel the same way that they can then reach out to us and say, Hey, don't know if you knew this, but X, Y, Z. So just the, the, the client who's filing bankruptcy, I immediately called my MSP partner and said, Hey, I think you guys need to know this, you know? And they were like, Oh my gosh, we had no clue. So there, there's definitely a, a back and forth open line of communication. All right. Giles, any takeaways from uh, this major partnership? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm just thrilled with it, you know, because it's, it obviously gave me a new opportunity. Uh, I mean, an opportunity for a new client um, and it's right in my sweet spot, what they want to do. I mean, so they're, they're, they're like the ideal client for me. So I feel really, really fortunate and uh, I'm just, you know, really happy with Silations and the work that they've done and the opportunity that working with them gave me. All right. Well, ladies, thank you for coming on and sharing and uh, talking about the power of partnerships. We'll obviously probably have some more conversations because you guys seem to be pretty good friends. <laughs> Although Kristen, have Barb, you? Don't tell all our secrets. That's right. Oh. You're telling secrets <laughs> about what, our conversations. <laughs> okay, but you haven't been Diana spotted. I subscribe to a philosophy. We, yeah, we, we're like-minded on some things. Yes, yes. Like-minded, yes. okay. Kindred spirits. But have you gone to an event and had somebody ask you, whose kitchen were you in that I saw? That happened to oh. you? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was yeah. That's how you know you've arrived when people's People notice that you're in somebody else's kitchen in Oklahoma City. Yeah. My kitchen. Oh, oh, well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. See, I'm, well, Diana needs to come down here, and then you can come to Tampa, and then you can, we can go over to Lauderdale. And, so, you know. well, here's so the deal. Next, next, next year, Askey's in Tampa. Oh. It's, it's in St. Yeah. 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 So, Giles, why don't you fly into Fort Lauderdale? <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll have to check my calendar and, then, and the ASCII schedule because how many are there? Like seven or eight? Yeah, fly into Fort Lauderdale. We'll drive over to Tampa, and then uh, and you can take your iconic picture. <laughs> oh, I don't know. What did you do? Switch your microphone off? No, my ear. It fell out. <laughs> Go off camera. Get your hold, please. There hold, please. Thank you. Thank you for holding. My whole headset fell off today while I was talking to somebody. <laughs> when we were talking? <laughs> yes, yeah. I don't know if you heard the crash. I, the big crash. I did. Did you hear the crash when my phone completely fell in the in the truck? And it, I was like, oh, wait, let me get that. <laughs> no. You were doing that call in the truck? Yeah, she was busy. Yeah, I was coming back was, from a luncheon. Yeah, yeah, and I needed to talk to her not only about the podcast, but I had a meeting with – my client and I wanted to make sure that I was up to speed with everything I should be. Oh, all right. All right. Hey, well, I, you, I, you work wherever you got to work. Okay. If you say so. We're in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So I do want to acknowledge uh, in the chat uh, on the Facebook side. So we are live streaming to multiple places, Facebook, the YouTube, Twitch, uh, Matt Scully was spotted in the Facebook chat, but of course talked nothing about tech talked about the freaking New York giants 
and the Yankees uh, giving Aaron Judge his record $360 million contract. And uh, that's why he's saying Christmas is good, but whatever. Christmas will be good on December 24th. Christmas will be good if if uh, the Eagles can keep it up. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Because your boy's going to get hurt. Why? What's his name? Jalen Hurts? That's the quarterback? Jalen Hurts? Yeah. Oh, because he's going to get hurt? He's going to get hurt, yeah. <laughs> he's no. your offense. Come on. What are they? 10 and 1. 10 and 11? I mean, 10 and 1? 10 and 11. 10 and 11, yeah. <laughs> Boy, that's a long season. Cheese and crackers. It's like the. I wish it was that long of a season. That'd it's like the, the Lakers basketball records. <laughs> All right. Um, any last comments on the partnership? Since uh, we did not follow a script. No, but I'm just really, I'm really glad that we brought you the idea. Yeah. Okay. I, I gave you credit. <laughs> Well, I really, I mean, I do think it's something that a lot of, especially the the more nimble MSPs, you know, that aren't going to have everybody in-house to do everything. So Is that what you're calling us uh, trunch slammers now, nimble MSPs? No, I, I never have used the word trunch slammer. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, yes, you are correct. Good. You are correct. If you're, you're a small MSP and you want to get certain types of business, just, you know, partner. And uh, make yeah. it make it work. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And I would say if you're going to partner, partner with partner with someone that you feel like you, you understand, that you know can do the job. I mean, you know, don't pick somebody that's been in business a year. Um, you know, vet them out and make sure because not only it, it's you're on the line too because you're the MSP referring them, and the last thing you want to do is have something go wrong and you lose that client. So yeah, yep. make sure that you're you're vetting out your partnership. All right. And we will continue making this partnership work with the three of us as we visit Tampa next year for ASCII. Right, Giles? I'm not going to commit to anything, but I'm certainly going to consider it. Yeah. Get out of here. I don't even know the dates. It doesn't matter. I told you, June 21st, 22nd, 21st, 22nd. I saw it. What do you mean, ooh? What do you do in June? I may be in Denver at that time, I think. For what? Denver. Denver school. Here you go. June 21st and 22nd in St. Pete at the St. Pete Hilton. Yeah. Okay. Florida sounds much better than Denver. I agree. (laughs) Well, maybe in the summer. I don't know. (laughs) You don't need to go to Denver. You were just in Denver. Yeah. For a PAX 8 thing. Yeah. Where you saw Rob Ray. You want to come see (laughs) Oh, did you really just say that? Nobody's listening right now. We've hit the hour mark. <laughs> oh, so you, but you'll cut it off before you make the. No. <laughs> Nobody heard that. Nobody heard a thing. Okay. So let's, uh, since we have hit the hour mark, let's do Florida man or random question. Which would you guys like to, to have today? Now. Ra- random question. <laughs> Because you understand Florida, man. <laughs> Giles, there, there has to be some oh, story yeah. in Oklahoma City, right? We have to have stories in Oklahoma City? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do, do, how we how do. long have you listened to this podcast? Don't you understand Florida, man? <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know of any that happened today. <laughs> All right. So we'll do the random Something question. Happened today. I'm sure there's some crazy Oklahoma and doing something. All right. So here we go. Giles, this is your question. If you had the opportunity to look through someone's email without them knowing, would you? No. And I do all the time. <laughs> Wait a minute. You I can't mean, say no. All the time. You can't say no, but I do it all the time. No, no. I said no. no she, I, have that, I have that opportunity. The opportunity, the but she doesn't. Right. <laughs> All right. She could, but she doesn't. Yeah, I mean. All right, Kristen, here's your question. Okay. What do you love most about where you grew up? Philly cheesesteaks. Philly oh. cheesesteaks. Cheese. And, and, and not, not Pat's or Gino's. Uh-uh. 
Nope. Jim's on South Street. Jim's is that on like Street. is that like a state landmark or something? No, it's it's a corner. Um, I don't know it's corner south and what, but um, I mean everyone goes iconic to to Gino's and Pat's down in Passio. That's you know there's the big the two on the corner and face each other. But uh, uh-uh. nope, I'm going for cheesesteak. I'm going to Jim's all the way. Is I miss, every I miss a good Philly cheesesteak. Is everything in Philly on the corner? That phrase, yeah. it's always the phrase they always say. Oh, it's on the corner. Yeah, I guess. Down yeah, on yeah. the corner, out in the street. That's a good song. Yep. Yeah, I guess everything is on the is on the corner, but yeah. Okay. That's probably what I missed. All right. So here are some titles of Florida Man stories you missed. Florida Man accused of stealing over a thousand dollars worth of toothbrushes, then throwing them off the bridge. Yep. Yep. And Almarada. Florida man says shadow and road caused him to crash into a house. <laughs> Florida man breaks into home, kills family puppy with machete. Oh, that's not a, that's not a Florida man. Sure is. Well, I mean, they need to be funny or something. That's tragic. These were all today. Okay. Here's a funny one for you. Florida man faces charges for slapping police horse on the butt. <laughs> Yeah. I did hear that one. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, this one's a religious one, so I can't say that. Well, that other Florida man, he's a future serial killer. Hatching oh, yeah. up a dog. That's, that's yeah. Bad. Okay, yeah. but there's another dog one that we can't say on the air because your ears will hurt. Don't talk about puppies. No. Uh, I like puppies. What about the vendor stories? Do we get to hear your vendor stories? No, we've gone too long. So I'll have to uh, I'll have to do those another time. But I will say this: vendors train your salespeople better. Don't have them call me and say I'm calling you to do your onboarding. But I haven't agreed to onboard anything. Oh, <laughs> whoopsie! <laughs> yeah. That's an aggressive. That's an that's an aggressive. That's an aggressive salesperson. Yes. So that's the type of, that's the story I was, I was twice this week, twice. My vendors that I like, that's the problem. Oh, really? So, yep. Yeah. All right. My so, vendor thing, my the, vendor thing would be don't have your vendors say inappropriate comments at conferences. There you go. <laughs> you know, she watches she the show. Said. Especially if you're a woman. <laughs> she should. Exactly. I mean, how about just don't be inappropriate at a conference? <laughs> how about that? Well, that's probably true too. Don't be inappropriate at a conference. Yeah. Right. But if you're a presenter, especially. Right. Right. Okay. You know, we're still live. Okay. People, well, people can figure just, stuff out. <laughs> we're just putting out there to people I, that you might want to make sure you do this. Okay. Yeah. Or how about don't wear the same crazy outfit and okay that that didn't fly over I don't so know well. About that. <laughs> okay. I don't, yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and end this up. So listen, folks. Again, let me remind you: head over to itbusinesspodcast.com and click on the 2022 holiday poll and answer some questions and be entered into our contest to get Amazon gift cards. And some other stuff that I cannot announce yet, but that will be happening. That will be our holiday show on December 21st. Why is it a big sh- a big deal? It's the last show of the year. There will not be a show on December 28th. I am taking that week off. So, Isn't one of the prizes Uncle Marv cooking in your kitchen? No. I think I saw that somewhere. <laughs> no. Just, no. No. No, not at all. Tried. <laughs> Next week, next week, we will have part two of the Christina Jones story. I don't know if you remember, but uh, episode 453, Christina was on an audio podcast with me titled, My Boss Quit, Now What? So we heard about how we got her start owning her own business. Um, Think Pink. Think Pink IT. So we're going to. I listened to it last week or two weeks ago. You're behind. Well, you know. This is why I have to do these things early and tell people, look, sign out the form because I know so many people are behind on shows. Yeah. 
depends how much Try. driving I have to do. Why don't you drive to Florida? I <laughs> <laughs> need a lot of podcasts for that. Drive to Tampa for that ASCII event next year. Yeah. Maybe I can get. Uh, I actually, I won't. I know I would not drive. Okay. All right. Well, folks, I want to thank you for those of you that are watching. Thank you for hanging out with us. And we just had a comment. Uh, Justine sounds like good stories. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a, that might be an adult beverage night. We'll have to do that. Talk about vendor stories. Which one? Vendor. Oh, vendor stories. Yeah. Oh, oh I thought Diane. And I. Yeah. And it might have to be private because I want to have vendors. Oh, yeah. Our, our thing. Yeah. Our no. peeve. Our peeve. Yeah. Our pet peeve. Your pet peeve. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah that's peeve. a, yeah. we can't talk about that. That's a private zoom party is what that is. Which we'll be doing more of in 2023. I've got some great things planned. So when I take that week off, I'll be in the basement knocking out some ideas. But uh, hopefully you guys will fill out those forms and, and give me some some stuff. So, well, that's it, folks. If you are not subscribed to the show, I ask you to do so. Head over to itbusinesspodcast.com. Click on the follow button and you'll know whenever a show is released, audio or video. And you have your plethora of places to watch on Facebook, YouTube, now Twitch, and sometimes I even do LinkedIn Live. So all the places that you can watch. And, of course, you can get the audio version on your favorite pod catcher and listen in the car on the go, like Diana Giles says that she does. (laughs) (laughs) As do a lot of people, I'm sure. Yep. So I do, yeah. That's it for our show tonight, folks. Thank you again for hanging out. We'll be back with uh, Christina Jones next week. Enjoy yourselves. Make some money. And until next time, holla.